Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hey, Ventura, California, I'm coming to you. The beach is calling me. I'm going to be in Ventura, California on Saturday, October 15th. If you live in the Ventura County or you and your friends are in driving distance, join me for an all-day seminar, Just Breathe and Simplify Your Homeschooling. Now, during the morning session, I'm going to be sharing eight simple strategies that you can apply immediately to help you remove the chaos from your life and to simplify your home and your homeschooling while still focusing on what's truly important and having fun. The afternoon session is going to focus on how to use a less is more curriculum. I'm going to be sharing how to teach almost every subject, including math, in a simple and inexpensive way that educates the whole child using a Christ-centered, literature-based, interest-led, family-style approach. Then, I always end with an open Q&A session. So, if you would like more information or you would like to register, go to my website, coffeewithcarry.org. If you would like for me to visit your area and host a Just Breathe and Simplify Your Homeschooling seminar, shoot me an email at coffeewithcarry.org and let's get it organized. Let's talk about one of my favorite subjects today, books. What kind of books do you choose for your family read aloud time? That is such a great question and I love to hear it because it means mamas are reading aloud with their families. In this week's episode, I want to share with you some of our family's favorite read-aloud books. Now for us, read-aloud time was a staple in our mornings. I use read-aloud time to build memories and to make connections, and as the main way to learn and to teach. Now, Charlotte Mason, she uses living books. Classical education encourages the incorporation of the classics into your studies. Carol Joy Sai teaches a whole seminar on using a literature-based approach. And publishers like Sunlight, Bookshark, Five in a Row, and Beautiful Feet, why, those are just to name a few, revolve around using great literature books as a homeschooling framework. Sarah McKenzie and her website and podcast, Read Aloud Revival, its sole purpose is to support moms in reading more with their kids. Now, if you haven't read The Read Aloud Handbook by Jim Trelease, The Read Aloud Family by Sarah McKenzie, The Enchanted Hour by Megan Cox, and Jennifer Pepito's new book, Mothering by the Book, then take some time this month or this year to read each of these books. They're jam-packed with reasons why reading aloud to your children, no matter how old they are, is vital, and most of them even give ways to make the read aloud experience more meaningful and impactful. Now for me, the hardest part wasn't finding 20 or so minutes a day to read aloud with the kids or to listen to an audible book as a family. 
The hardest part was finding quality literature to read to them and then narrowing down those choices. It's a great problem to have, right? There are so many wonderful, heartwarming books out there. Now, I have a list of some of my all-time favorite family read-alouds that I want to share with you in this episode. But before I do, I want to share with you just a few reminders first. One, don't stop reading aloud picture books to your kids, even if your kids are much older. There are so many wonderful picture books that tell stories with important themes, such as redemption and forgiveness and family and friendship. There are also great picture books that teach very complicated science, math, and historical concepts in very simple ways with beautiful illustrations to help teach the topic. And don't forget about the picture books that retell Shakespearean plays and retell classic novels and much-loved poetry through illustrations. Read aloud chapter books, but don't stop reading quality picture books too. And second, Don't be afraid to add some of your family's favorite read-aloud books to your own family library. Once you read aloud a book to your family and everyone loves it, it's okay to purchase it, put it on your shelf, and to encourage your children when they're older or more fluent readers to reread the book on their own. Now, if you've been reading aloud with your kids, you already know how impactful a children's book can be when you read it a second time as an adult. You're in a different stage of life, you're more mature, and you have more experiences to draw from. So the story, the characters, and the themes, they hit you in a more profound way as an adult. The same is true for your child when they read a family favorite as a teen or a middle schooler. And three, don't feel guilty about not finishing a chapter book that came highly recommended from a friend or from a read-aloud quote-unquote expert. Your family's different from mine, and your family's different than your friend's homeschooling family. Your friend's family may love The Hobbit, but maybe The Hobbit bores you and your family to tears. It's okay, after four or five chapters, to shelf a book that isn't keeping your family's attention. Now, there was one book that our CC community highly recommended, and it was even on the required reading list in Challenge B. Our family read it, and we pushed our way through it, even though we were bored to tears. I kept thinking, we must be missing something because everyone else loved this book. My kids kept begging me to stop reading it, but I kept telling them that it had to get better because it came so highly recommended. Well, let's just say our family will never get back those hours that we spent reading that book. Until this day, when my kids are asked what books they don't like, this particular book is always at the top of their list. I learned my lesson. What's good for others may not be entertaining or meaningful to our family. It's okay to put a book away that you started to read and start something else. And four, don't assume an award-winning book is appropriate. Start with the classics and books published before 1970. You really can't go wrong with these. Any book published after 1970, make sure you read it first before you read it aloud to your family. If a book comes highly recommended by a Christian publisher that you trust, like Sunlight or My Father's World or The Good and the Beautiful, then you probably don't have to pre-read it. 
But if it was published in the last 10 years, definitely read it first. The language and slang and vocabulary deemed acceptable today may not align with your family standards. And it goes without saying that the themes and the values present in these more modern publications may have a hidden or not so hidden agenda that doesn't align with God's standards and his design for marriage, families, sexuality, gender, or social justice. Once your teen is in high school, try to read the same books that they're reading on their own so you can discuss them, or at the very least, know what he or she is feeding their minds with. Now, if your teen is a prolific reader, try as hard as you can to keep up and either pre-read the books or at the very least, read the same books at the same time because there is so much filth that can slip through in these newer young adult publications. Okay, so how do you pick out books to read each year? Well, I personally start with the historical time period that we're learning about that year, and I choose several historical fictions and biographies that are set in the same time period. Then I look at the science and the art and the music that we're going to be learning together as a family. And I try to pick novels, nonfictions, and biographies that fit with one or some of those topics too. However, I usually use picture books more for the areas of science, art, and music. Then I try to pick a few classics to read aloud. I feel it's real important for my kids to have some cultural literacy. So when references are made to characters in books or things are described in a certain way or a famous quote is used, I wanted my kids to have a reference point and understand the saying or the expression because they had a well-versed background on classic literature and authors. I mean, how many times just in the past four years have we heard the expression, it's Orwellian or Big Brother is Watching? Without a frame of reference to George Orwell's book, 1984, we may not understand what the commentator is referring to or what the person's talking about. I also try to include a few realistic novels or fantasy books because they tend to address timeless themes in ways that my kids can relate to. Besides, some of these are just fun to read, and my daughter in particular met some of her favorite friends inside some of these modern classics. Now, the books I'm sharing with you are based on the books that our family enjoyed over the years, and it's just a list to get you started. Now, some of these books on the list are very obvious choices that you've heard before, but I included them because our family found them to be that good, so they're worth mentioning again. And some of them will be kind of obscure. I tried to give you a nice mixture of topics, themes, age range, and genres. Okay, so for families with all young children, like toddlers to second grade, Some of our all-time favorites to read together for this age are one, Charlotte's Web, of course. Every kid needs to read and hear Charlotte's Web. And then there's Winnie the Pooh, the original classic edition, and the complete tales and poetry of Winnie the Pooh. These two books are full of such sweet childhood innocence. And then there's the Tales of Peter Rabbit. Peter is so mischievous, so there are so many wonderful lessons that our kids can learn from Peter. 
And then another one of our favorites was the Uncle Wiggly Storybook by Herod Jarrus. This is a classic anthology full of amusing short stories that speak to kids about familiar experiences. My kids love the lively cast of children and animal characters that they met in each of the stories. And then, of course, there's Aesop Fables for Children. And actually, any version will work, and any version is good. I just feel like kids need lots of exposure to Aesop's fables. They're short, yet full of powerful lessons and morals. They also make for great copywork, dictation, narration, and if you do IAW writing program, they're great for keyword outlining too. And there are some read-alouds that are series for this age group too. I like reading aloud to the kids the first book in some of my favorite children's book series as a way to spark my kids' interest in the characters. So, if they're early readers, they'll want to read the rest of the books in the series on their own. Three of our favorite early reader series that I would read aloud to the kids was Frog and Toad, Henry and Mudge, and Poppleton. Okay, so the next list of read aloud recommendations are for the entire family, no matter the age. All right, first off, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Well, actually, the entire Narnia series, but our family really enjoyed The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Then, after we read that one, we read The Magician's Nephew next. The kids loved reading it, The Magician's Nephew, second, because it was like a prequel to The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, and lots of things made a whole lot more sense after reading The Magician's Nephew. When they were older, and we were studying the Book of Revelation in Bible Study Fellowship, I cracked open the Chronicles of Narnia again and read the last book in the series called The Last Battle. We had some great conversations about the allegories in C.S. Lewis's book, The Last Battle, to help explain some of the events in the book of Revelation. By the way, there's a great family devotional based on the Chronicles of Narnia called A Year with Aslan, Daily Reflections from the Chronicles of Narnia. If your family's a big Chronicles of Narnia fan, then you will love that devotional. Okay, the next book, Wrinkle in Time. It's a great one to read as a family. Now, a less known classic is the book Five Children and It by E. Nesbitt. The vocabulary and the character development in this book far exceeds the literary works coming out these days. It's a must read. Well, at least our family really enjoyed it. Now, make sure you read the book Ben and Me by Robert Lawson, especially if you're learning about U.S. history this year or you're going to be studying inventors. This is a super cute book about Ben Franklin and a pet mouse who is with him when he invents most of his inventions and when Ben Franklin is present for most of the important events in colonial America and the Revolutionary War. Okay. The next one I absolutely love is Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster. It's full of puns, and it teaches some really great lessons about language, mathematics, logic, and the importance of not wasting time or procrastinating. I just really love this book. Okay, the next one is Wind in the Willows by Graham. It's a classic I think every child should read at least once. It's full of heartwarming characters who I think mirror just about every personality that can be found in a typical family. As you read this book, 
I am sure each child in your family will identify with at least one of the characters in the book. Now, another one that I love is from the mixed-up files of Mrs. Frankenweiler. This is a great book about two siblings who run away to New York City together and live in the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art. While I don't condone running away, they do learn their lesson and learn a whole lot in the process about family, sibling relationships, and even some great art and world history facts, too. Now, Pippi Longstocking is just a fun character that every child should become friends with. Okay, if your child loves animals, especially dogs, here are some great classics and new classics that your animal-loving child will love. First, there's Shiloh by Phyllis Naylor. Then, of course, there's Where the Red Fern Grows by Wilson Rawls. Make sure you have a box of Kleenex when you read that one. Because of Winn-Dixie by Kate DeCamelio. Sounder by William Armstrong. Again, make sure you have a box of Kleenex. And Black Beauty by Anna Seawall. And yes, there are tons more. But when my son, who is very hard to please when it comes to read aloud selections, liked these books in particular, I felt I needed to share them with you. If he enjoyed them, there's a really good chance your reluctant reader will enjoy them too. Now, speaking of other Joe favorites, there aren't too many books that my son will say he actually thoroughly enjoyed, but there are a few. So again, if you have a child who is very hard to please when it comes to reading and staying attentive during family read aloud, then try reading one of these. Now, these are geared more for the middle school and high school students, so keep that in mind too. Now, the first one is Holes by Lewis Sackar. This is by far my son's all-time favorite book. And even as an adult, when anybody asks my reluctant reader what was his favorite book, he always says Holes. Also, Gifted Hands, the autobiography of Dr. Ben Carson. My son actually wanted to read his other books after we finished this one, so I knew that Gifted Hands was pretty good. Also, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer and The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Now, we read the abridged versions so that the language and the slang was a bit more appropriate. The next one is The Giver by Lewis Lowry. My son really liked this book, and the movie was pretty good, too. And then there's the Michael Vay series by Richard Evans. I'm not really quite sure what it was about this book that my son, who really doesn't enjoy reading or being read to, just loved this series. I think part of it is because we live in the Pasadena area in California, and this book is set in Pasadena. But also the young character, uh, the main character in the story is a young boy, um, about middle school, early high school age, who also has challenges in school. And so perhaps that's another reason um, why my son kind of connected more to this particular series. But it's full of adventure. It's full of intrigue. It's realistic fiction. So it's something that in a weird kind of a way, there are some realms of possibility in this book that things like that could happen. So again, it's the Michael Vay series by Richard Evans. And then two other books that my son really enjoyed, well, three of them, was In the Year of the Boar and Jackie Robinson by Betty Lord, Keeping Score by Linda Sue Park, and Jackie and Me 
The Baseball Card Adventures. And I think he really enjoyed these three books because they were all baseball related. So if you have a kid who really enjoys baseball or sports, try reading one or all three of those. Now, when Joe was older and in high school, it was still hard (laughs) to get a, hey, that was a pretty good book out of them after we read something together. But there were a few during the high school years that he actually enjoyed. The first one was The Outsiders by Essie Hinton. The other ones were Animal Farm and 1984 by George Orwell. But I think he really liked them because when we read them, there was so much going on in our world that was similar or parallel to what was happening in the books that it made the allegories and the dystopian storylines a bit more believable. And then his other favorite in high school was Unbroken by Laura Hindlebrand. I think this one hit a nerve with my hard-to-please read-aloud son because it was a true story. He really prefers nonfiction and realistic fiction over fantasy, dystopian novels, and sci-fi. But also, the main character was an athlete who had to overcome some major challenges and obstacles in his life. Okay, so let's get back to um, read-alouds for the whole entire family not just the hard to please. Okay, so here are some classics that our family really enjoyed reading aloud together. Robin Hood, loved it. Treasure Island, such adventure. The Secret Garden, such a great book. Peter Pan, we loved it. The Little Princess and the Little Prince by Frances Burnett. And we love Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And I think we read it almost every other year at Christmas time. Okay, and for older kids or for high school kids, things to read aloud to them that are classics. Fahrenheit 451, I think that's a really good one to read right now because it's all about book banning. To Kill a Mockingbird, okay, I don't think I need to say anything more about that one. Anything written by C.S. Lewis, but we especially enjoy the screw tape letters. And then Edgar Allan Poe short stories. Now, keep in mind that's for high school age, but Telltale Heart, when you listen to that on Audible, I mean, there's no gore in it, but boy, does it get your heart beating. So read that one if you think it's appropriate for your family. Okay, new classics, I say that in quotes, that are worthy of your time and even purchasing for your family library because your kids will want to read them again and again on their own. Okay, so the first one that I highly recommend is Inkheart by Cornelius Funk. Now, this is a trilogy. So we read the first one together, and we loved it so much that we read the next one together. My son was done by that point, but my daughter loved the second one even more than the first one, so she read the last book in the trilogy on her own. The next one is called Peter and the Star Catcher by Dave Barry. This is also a series, but we only read the first one together, which is the best one in the trilogy, and then my daughter devoured the rest of them. Now, we're huge Peter Pan fans, so we love Peter and the Star Catcher because it was kind of like the backstory to Peter Pan. Okay, the next one, which I think is one of my new top five favorite books, is False Prince by Jennifer Nielsen. Again, this one has five books in the series so far. We read the first one together. It is by far one of my all-time most favorite books ever. It's so good that when my kids graduated, I picked up the series one summer just to read on my own for fun. 
I even assign it to my literature class that I teach at our co-op. Okay, the next book is Wednesday Wars by Gary Schmidt. Middle school boys will love this book, and your family will also learn a lot about Shakespeare, the 60s, and the Vietnam War in the process. Okay, the next one is Red Wall by Brian Jacques. It's so good. This is also a series, but we only read the first one together, and then my daughter finished up the rest on her own. Another new one that is so sweet is Adventures with Waffles by Maria Parr. It's a new, fabulous, sweet story that your entire family will enjoy. And then Tuck Everlasting by Natalie Babbitt. It is so endearing. I think if this book would have been published when I was in middle school, it would have been one of those books that I would have reread over and over again. And then several Ronald Dahl books that are great read-alouds for the entire family. We really enjoyed Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We read Witches at Halloween Time and the BFG. And for teens, these quote-unquote new classics are great to read aloud together and then discuss. Lord of the Flies and a separate piece by Knowles. Okay, so if your family loves the great outdoors, I think you will love these newer classics too. My Side of the Mountain, Call of the Wild, and Hatchet. Now, when I plan our read aloud book list for the year, I always start with history. I try to pick several historical fictions that are set during the historical period that we're going to be studying. We try to learn about history through the eyes of those who lived it. And there are so, so many great historical fictions. So the ones I'm sharing are the ones that left the kids and I wanting more each and every day. Okay, so Crispin by Avi. This one's set during the Middle Ages. Door in the Wall, which is also set during medieval times. And then Catherine Called Birdie and the Midwife's Apprentice by Karen Cushman, which are also set during the Middle Ages. We also love The Witch of Blackbird Pond by Elizabeth George Spear. It's set during the colonial time period. It's suspenseful as well as informative. And then there's Bud Not Buddy by Christopher Curtis, Amos Fortune Free Man by Elizabeth Yates, Little Women and Uncle Tom's Cabin for older students were some of our favorite read-alouds about the Civil War era. And then there were Sarah Plain and Tall series and Little House in the Big Woods series by Laura Ingle Wilders. It's our top 10 favorite list to read when you're learning about the Western movement. And my son Joe even enjoyed Farmer Boy. And then there's Number of the Stars by Lewis Lowry, The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom, The Boy in Striped Pajamas by John Boyne, and The Diary of Anne Frank are four great read-alouds for the World War II time period. Now, if you have a child who has some learning differences or struggles with school or learning, I highly recommend you read these three books as a family too. Fish in a Tree by Linda Hunt. It's great for all ages. Wonder, which of course came out with a movie. And then Out of My Mind by Sharon Drapper is great for middle schoolers and high schoolers. Okay, so you might be thinking, whoa, Carrie, you are missing some really good books. Well, I am, but I put them in a separate category. My last list are recommended book series. 
There are some books that are so good and some characters that are so lovable and some plot lines that are just so timeless that the story just can't be told in one book. I used page turner series like the ones on my last list as a way to whet my kids' appetite for more. In my last list, I only read the first book in the series during family read-aloud time and let my kids pick up the rest of the series on their own when they were ready to devour them on their own. So here are our favorite read-aloud series to get started with your kids. Okay, The Magic Treehouse by Mary Pope Osborne. This series was a staple in our home. I read the first two and as a family together, and then my daughter went to town with the 30 plus that followed. But I would also use Magic Treehouse books during our read aloud time if the place that Jack and Annie traveled to was a historical time period that we were learning about that year. They were two old friends that we loved reconnecting with whenever they time traveled. And then there's The Tales of Odyssey by Mary Pope Osborne. It's another great series, but it's geared around Greek mythology. And then, of course, there's The Boxcar Kids. That's another great one. I just read the first one to the kids during Read Aloud and then let my kids pick up the rest in the series when they wanted to. Now, did you know that the Magic School Bus has a chapter book series? Well, we loved it. The kids and I hung out with Mrs. Frizzle during Read Aloud time when one of the chapter books in the series was about something we were learning about in science. Now, another great one is The Land of Stories by Christopher Colfer. It's a keeper, too. The reason my daughter and I love this series is because some of our favorite fairy tale characters in this series, you get to know them in a different way. It's sort of like the Jack and Annie adventures of the Magic Treehouse, but the brother and sister can jump into books like an ink art. Along the same lines is the series The Fairy Tale Detectives Sisters Grimm by Michael Buckley. This series is a clever mixture of genres. It's fantasy, it's fairy tales, and it's mystery. It's about two sisters who learn the family secret that they're descendants of the famous Brothers Grimm, whose book of fairy tales was actually a history book. It's such a fun series to read. Okay, there are a few classic series that once I read the first book to my kids, that they spent hours and weeks and sometimes years reading all of the books in the series. Okay, so there's the Mary Poppins series. There's the Wizard of Oz series. There are so many books in that series. Um, then, of course, there's Anne of Green Gables and my childhood favorite, Nancy Drew. Now, there are some new classic series that were a hit and a read-aloud teaser for my daughter. They were The Princess Academy by Shannon Hale, The Mysterious Benedict Society by Trenton Stewart, the Percy Jackson series. I mean, my daughter is still a Greek mythology guru because of it. The 39 Clues series is a great detective series. And The Penderwicks by Jean Birdsall. Y'all, you have to read at least the first book in this series as a family. You will love it. Now, I've already mentioned a few series that my son enjoyed, but I wanted to share them again with a few more others just in case you have a house full of boys. Again, there's the Michael Vay series by Richard Evans. It has like superhero-like elements to it, but it's more realistic. And it's sort of sci-fi, but still in the realm of real possibilities. 
And then there's the whole baseball card adventure series. This series was one of the only ways I could sneak in history during read aloud time in a way that my son would enjoy it. As the characters traveled through time using collectible baseball cards, they learned about different time periods in American history. Then there was the Hank the Cow Dog series by Erickson, and then Encyclopedia Brown Boy Detective series by Donald Sobel. In today's world, it's getting harder and harder to find books that meet the Philippians 4-8 standard. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think on such things. There is a lot of junk and filth out there. However, I know the books that I've shared in this podcast are wholesome choices, even the ones for high schoolers that deal with more mature themes. The books I read to my teens approach difficult topics or concepts without the use of inappropriate language or sexual content. Now, on a side note, I would like to take a minute to encourage everyone listening to begin building up your own home library. It's getting harder and harder to walk into bookstores and local community libraries without being hit in the face with rainbows, far-left political ideology, and sexualized content either on the covers of the books or within the pages of the books. Display tables, librarian recommendations, and those quote-unquote award-winning books are filled with filth, revisionist history, incorrect science, and downright evil. There, I said it, and I'm sticking to it. I think it's more important than ever to have books in our possession that we know are good, beautiful, and trustworthy. Sadly, there may come a day sooner than we think where the books we consider classics, noble, true, and right, to be banned as either scientifically incorrect, intolerant, or even radical. So when you do find a book, a book series, or an author that your family loves, and you feel meets your read-aloud standards and family values, then consider purchasing it and placing it in your ever-growing home library. Again, in this podcast, this is not an extensive list of favorite read-alouds. This is a list of our family favorites and recommendations of books that I think your family will enjoy too. Now, for more recommendations, make sure you check out Sarah McKenzie's Read Aloud Revival website and the different book lists from publishers like Beautiful Feet, Sunlight, My Father's World, and The Good and the Beautiful. Also, follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant. I often post book recommendations for both moms to read on the topic of homeschooling, as well as wholesome family read aloud recommendations. And then make sure you also check out my website at coffeewithcarry.org for a recent blog article that I posted about family read aloud recommendations. All of the books I mentioned in this podcast will be listed in that article. Happy reading, mamas. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read. If you heard something you liked or something new, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with a mom friend who's looking for some read aloud ideas. 
And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, my podcast, and my new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.